You're listening to episode 136 of the Mad Chatters podcast, May 3rd, 2017. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Mad Chatters Podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney Universe. I'm Derek, and I'm joined by my fellow chatters, Matthew. Give me four chickens and some dry white toast. And Jeremy. And I don't know what Matt just said. (laughs) I thought I'd try one of yours and use a veiled movie quote. Oh. All right, well, we're going to get the fun started with the round of the good, the bad, and the ugly. This is a segment we enjoy doing. We haven't done it in a while, but we look at one aspect of Walt Disney World and we pick one that we think succeeds perfectly, and we call it our good. We pick one that we call bad because that's just the name of the segment. But really what we mean is if we could just change one thing about it, it would be perfect. And then we honor something with our ugly award by saying, get rid of it, put something else there. Um, we've looked at lots of, lots of different aspects of Walt Disney World, but today we're going to be talking about the resort pools across Walt Disney World. So as always, we're going to start with the good. Matt, I will send it over to you. Your resort pool, that's good. I, you said we enjoyed this segment. I think that's cute. Um, oh, do you not? I'm just, I'm just thinking I do enjoy this. I think it's a, it's a wonderful thing. After we give the caveat about uh, bad and ugly, uh, it makes sense to me. Uh, my good comes to us from the Caribbean Beach Resort which is a uh, moderate resort, interestingly enough. I think it has arguably one of the best pools, if not the best pool, on Walt Disney World property, um, except for one that I've never been to that I hear rave reviews about, which I will not speak of unless it's one of yours. Um, And the Caribbean Beach Resort pool is... um, It's Caribbean castle-themed. So think, you know, the fortress at Pirates of the Caribbean or the uh, the big ancient fortress there in st augustine in florida whoa, it's got that whoa. there's a pool theme to pirates of the caribbean that you like <laughs> yeah go figure it's it's not themed to pirates of the caribbean it's got the vibe going on yeah they didn't go i mean you think about the caribbean beach resort they could have gone like in your face like just tropical resort pool with with flamingos and crap flying around <laughs> but no they went with a spanish fortress and I mean, you can climb up if you're a child. I mean, I don't think I would do this as an adult. You can climb up in the thing, go across the bridge, shoot little water cans at people. And they recently um, introduced one of the the zero entry. Uh, is that what it's called? Yeah. The zero entry uh, thing to this pool. So it's it's like you just step like you're going down into the, the wave pool at Typhoon Lagoon or the beach. You just wade into the pool, no steps or anything. And uh, I always like the vibe out here. It's right outside the center, the town center place. They're playing the steel drum music in the background, palm trees, uh, tropical foliage. But then you got that wonderful Spanish-themed uh, fort there in the middle of it. 
it, it's a wonderful, wonderful theme uh, pool. It is great. My good pool is at the Wilderness Lodge, and it is the main pool there, right behind the lobby. The thing that I really like about this pool is that it starts inside the lobby of the resort. So it kind of uh, looks like a spring of some type that bubbles up inside the lobby and then it flows outside and you follow it all the way down as it goes into the pool um little waterfall included there uh so i just think it's a really cool feature and a really cool effect yeah there's a water slide there right yeah and there is a water slide carved into the rocks so you kind of can can go down at that as well but just the fact that it's that you can follow it and it's a good i mean it's probably at least a, a good football field long before it gets down to the to the to the main pool area uh, so it's kind of a neat little little thing to, especially to show people who've never seen it before yeah and it's in like the whole pool is like kind of in the shadow of just this massive lodge with the big windows on the end it's a great great view yeah which has the uh, bear image that you pointed out to me that I'd never seen before. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so my pick for the good, I have a feeling, is the one Matt referred to earlier, the one that people rave about. I cannot walk by this pool without like wishing so badly that I were in it because it's awesome. It's Stormalong Bay, which combined is the Yacht and Beach Club. Is that not what you're talking about? No, but that that's a good one this thing is massive this has sand at the bottom right it has sand there's zero entry it has that massive water slide that looks like a shipwreck yeah that goes across the walkway exactly you walk under the slide on the walkway oh yeah this is good this pool is on the left side well not it depends on which way you're looking, but across from the ship, there are like those windmills, there are walking bridges. So this pool is not just like a big square pool. Like it just winds all over this little area in between the beach club and the yacht club. And that ship alone, I just walk by it every time and I'm like, I want to climb in there and explore and go down the water slide. It reminds me of the Goonies. Oh yeah, I can see that. I love that. Yeah, it's... Oh, gosh, it's so good. I take your answer. I cancel your answer and take yours. Okay, good. Well, now I'm curious which one you have heard such rave things about. Well, now we've gone through it, I don't think this is going to wind up on the list anywhere because we've probably never seen it before. But there's apparently a pool at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, whether it's the main pool or the DVC area pool, that people say that is like just its own little water park. Apparently it's wonderful, but I did not research it, so I do not know. Yeah, I've heard that as well. I know it's the Kadani Village one, because we've always walked by the Jumbo one, like on our way to the Mara or whatever. That's the one that's right there. Okay, okay. So, yeah. All right, well, let's move on to bad, which means almost good. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not ugly. We don't wish it was... It's not like trash. No. It, it, it just needs a little help. And mine is at the Contemporary Resort. Of all the deluxe pools that we have talked about, we talked about Little Lodge, we talked about the one at the Yacht and Beach Club, there's the wonderful vo- uh, volcano one at Pol- Polynesian, and there's all kinds of wonderful pools at these deluxe resorts. Contemporary Resort deserves a, a decent pool. And I don't know about the Bay Lake Tower pool, I haven't been over there, but I have been in the Contemporary Resort pool. And it is just... 
it's just nondescript, unthemed, just, it's just kind of there. There is a water slide, but when you're out on the pool area, if you didn't see the huge contemporary resort behind you, you would think you were just at like the, the best Western resort pool. There are some like interesting water features that like shoot water, like little fountains in the pool. But other than that, it's there's nothing special about it. These are my exact thoughts, which is actually why this was my ugly. Oh. Because this is a resort that has a freaking view of Cinderella Castle. And you put the pool on the other side yeah. <laughs> of the A-frame. And you themed it to like you themed it to a Marriott. Like you did not theme this thing yeah. at all. <laughs> and to a Marriott. one of the most expensive restaurants restaurants one of the most expensive resorts on property deserves better like the other two monorail er, resorts now i I said it's bad because there's some simple things i think they could do to fix it and the immediate thing that came to mind was the the monorail theme that they put out at the disneyland um hotel resort in disneyland that was my exact thought I mean, like, why wouldn't you do that? The monorail goes through the freaking thing. Like, why wouldn't you do that? And well, and that's still pretty new at Disneyland Resort. Like, that's a pretty uh, fresh refurb where they made the water slide look like the monorail. So I still have hope that maybe Contemporary will, will do that. And it's nothing against Contemporary. I really love this resort. And I think that the pool should match the greatness of the hotel. Well, the, the, even the landscaping outside is just kind of, you know, meh. It's a lot of concrete, and there is a marina that goes out on the Bay Lake, but they don't capitalize on anything they've got out there. Yeah. If they put that monorail slide in, I'd be on board. I would have to go uh, illegally pull hop. Mm, yep. Which we do not condone on this show. Never. Uh, my bad is, um, I have to qualify it, because I understand that it is at a value resort. Uh-uh. No, it really is. It's at a value resort. <laughs> That's my shut up. You're in my head, but let's get there. Um, but I like I like the direction they were going in. So they could have done a little more. And that is the main pool at All Star Music. And this is the pool that has the three caballeros. Oh, I like that pool. What's a Calypso pool? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's in the Calypso area. I just feel like they could have done more than just a non-moving statue uh, thing that yeah. shoots out of water. You could have made it a little more animated or a little more, you know, whatever. You won't throw um, animatronics out there. No, but I mean, it could have spun. It could have uh-huh. done something, you know. I like that pool, but I see what you're saying. I think what made me okay with it, because I thought about all of these pools, and I, I did land on one, but I think the thing that makes me okay with that one is that, unlike some of the other resorts, the pools at the All-Star are very, they're sandwiched in between the buildings. And so you benefit by the theming of the buildings around it. So you have those huge marimbas and the palm trees and the Congo drums, conga drums, and I think that helps out a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but think about what if you had three separate... You know, uh, all three of the caviar separated, and so at different parts of the pool, each one was doing something goofy, spraying the water out. I think that'd be kind of cool. I also think it's interesting that they chose them as the mascots for the Calypso area, which is n- neither one of their origins. True, but I think in that film, they're like a 
clip. Well, I guess there's not a clip, so it's more of a salsa number. Clipso, yes. Thanks That's for more that like Caribbean. Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, you know, Americans, they don't know. It's South <laughs> yeah. Florida. They got Just a go with sombrero that. and an umbrella. And an accent. That's all that matters. <laughs> Well, I just realized I didn't give my bad because contemporary was my ugly. Um, my bad is so close to being good, it's not even funny. But I put it as bad because that freaking clown face on the board. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> almost made mine. <laughs> the boardwalk water slide is just unnecessary. I don't even have a thing about clowns. But that thing is massive. And you straight up come out his mouth. It's just, Yeah, it's just gaudy. It is. It's gaudy. But like the rest of this pool i mean to build the water slide to make it look like a sort of coney island roller coaster is awesome i love that and the bar looks like a carousel which i think is cool i love this whole pool but the clown i'm like do do you know boardwalk parks even use clowns like that anymore i don't know know. they'd accomplish the same thing without the clown and some popcorn lines i think it'd be wonderful yeah that would be good anyway that was my bad okay and your ugly was my bad, the contemporary. Yes, I'll just go ahead and stick with that one. So my ugly is one that we've mentioned on this show before. Yep. And it is at it is at the Pop Century Resort in the '90s area. Um, no. And it is, and it is the. I guess it's supposed to be a laptop or just a computer. That is mine as well. Well, yeah, because we've all gone on and on about how stupid it is. It's like we completely ran out of ideas. Let's put it in perspective. Uh, There's a a bowling pin um, swimming pool in the 50s area, which, you know, that one, even that one's like, okay. But there's at least an element of shape to it that makes it interesting. At the All-Star Music, you know, there's a piano and a guitar and... Uh, at the all-star movies there's a, like a theater thing but this one it literally is just a square pool <laughs> and then maybe about i don't know 20 20 yards I, I can't judge looking at this thing maybe like probably 20 feet probably 20 feet yeah there's a there's a there's a space where there are chairs and then almost completely separated from the pool is a is a ginormous keyboard and if you just weren't looking at the whole thing from the top, like I'm looking at an aerial picture of it, I don't know that people would put it together. No, I, I did. But it's supposed to be a PC or a computer or a laptop. I don't know. This is where we stayed. And I did put it together. Like, it's pretty clear that that's what you're seeing, especially because vertically there's a giant computer screen on the other end of the pool from the keyboard. Oh, yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's pretty clear. But it's still, even just being there, I was like, this is really ignorant. Like, this keyboard is just a waste of space. <laughs> ignorant. Because the keyboard, there aren't chairs on it. So it's just like this open concrete area. Like, what am I supposed to do here? Pretend I'm typing on keys. Oh, that's fun for two minutes. You still stomp on the keys. <laughs> All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. It is the 90s. What do you theme the pool to other than the computer? Oh. In sync. <laughs> Yes. I don't know what that looks like, but <laughs> they're on like puppet strings. It, yeah, that or it's Justin Timberlake's uh, ramen noodle hair style he had back in the day. Oh yeah, a, a yo-yo. Yo-yo, that's like fifties. Well, I mean, but they there was a craze in the nineties. Oh, there's a craze every decade. 
Yeah, I guess so. I yeah, I can't tell you that. But um, a rollerblade. Yeah, I like the <laughs> I like the big floppy disk yeah, on yeah. the side of the the pool there. Nothing makes me feel like I'm on vacation than a, a big old floppy disk. The Pop Century is bad about this kind of thing, and that's just like theming the buildings, just putting random words on top of it. <laughs> yeah, came from that decade, so I, I see radical to the max. To the max. Oh, you guys remember we were saying that all yeah. the time. You say that, but I remember I remember going to this resort with my parents and laughing about that. And my parents were both like, oh, yeah, the 80s. I remember that. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that was like a thing. Yeah. Be- beehive here, dude. No offense to your parents at all. This is not an insult to them personally. But they are definitely of a generation and live in an area where if to the max was being said in the 80s, they didn't hear it until the 90s. No, yeah. I think I've heard that before, that to the max, like, oh my gosh, I was sick to the max. Or, yeah, yeah. ooh. Or like on Saved by the Bell when they were done with school and they'd say, now to the max. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There you go. You could you could shape the pool like um, Zach Morris's car phone or cell phone. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, that big, massive brick phone. That could work. And then the like the diving board could be the antenna. Perfect. So I'm guessing Matt took your ugly. Yes, that was my ugly. I um, could not think of anything else other. Every time I try to go somewhere else, all I could think about was that stupid massive screen and yeah. that square pool and how that is all of a sudden brilliant theming. It's almost like they ran out of money. They came down to that last pool and they're like, "We have this great idea," and they're like, "That's going to cost." such and such dollars oh man well we only have such and such dollars what can we get a square pool yeah ah, okay we'll we'll theme something to it <laughs> or that yeah. was the first one they dug and they're like i think we're gonna theme these pools oh well we already dug a square pool that's fine <laughs> make it a computer make it a computer uh and to be fair like i think i kind of have lower expectations for the value pools anyway like i know they just can't do you know huge water slides and all that kind of stuff but they can do better than this yeah. Yeah. Bad. Ugly. Good. Steve, it's great to be back with another match header game, and I'm really excited about this week's game because it's America's favorite game show: Disney villain or Adolf Hitler? Who said it? No. So how this game's going to be played is I'm going to give you a quote, and you have to tell me if it's a Disney villain or if it's Adolf Hitler. (laughs) Oh my goodness! Did you come up with this? Yes, it literally came to me one day, and I thought, what a fun game. That's amazing. Okay. Uh, so we'll go back and forth 
it's given the answers that way it's kind of fair so so who's this one too uh we'll start with you derek okay if i lose my temper you lose your head was that a disney villain or was that adolf hitler villain matt villain and the correct answer is villain you both get a point congratulations do we get a bonus point if we guess the villain no okay who was it uh that was the queen of hearts i think yeah all right our next quote the victor will never be asked if he told the truth the victor will never be asked if he told the truth matt hitler or disney villain i'm gonna go with hitler on that one me too both went with Hitler, and both are correct. A point for both. Don't let's not take that um, that little audio snippet out of context. <laughs> Go with Hitler on that one. <laughs> uh, number three. I have no use for knights. I need revolutionaries. Derek, Hitler Ooh. or Disney villain? That's tough, but I'm going to go with Hitler on that. Matthew. I'm going to go with um, go with Hitler as well. Both went with Hitler, and both are correct again. That was Adolf Hitler. All right, next question. Uh, okay. this to you, or next quote, you, to you, Matt. A jealous female can be tricked into anything. A jealous female can be tricked into anything. Disney um, villain or Adolf Hitler? I'll say, I'll say Disney villain. It's got to be a villain. I sure hope so. And the correct answer is a villain. Correct. Any just for fun, guess what villain? Say it again. A jealous female. Can be tricked into anything. Captain Hook. Frozen. It was Captain Hook. Very good. I said Frozen because that's a villain. <laughs> Frozen. <laughs> 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 All right, the next quote. The gypsies live outside the normal order. Their heathen ways inflame the people's lowest instincts, and they must be stopped. I'll read it again. The gypsies live outside the normal order. Their heathen ways inflame the people's lowest instincts, and they must be stopped. Derek, Hitler or villain? Villain. Matthew. Uh, this is a good one. But I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with villain on that one. Both say villain, and both are correct again. Congratulations! Yeah. I like how we're saying villain or Hitler as if they're not <laughs> synonymous. They are mutually exclusive. Mm. Which Disney villain do you think that was? Frollo. Frollo. That was Judge Claude Frollo. Very good. All right, next uh, quote: You'll make good firewood. <laughs> uh, villain. Oh, I'm sorry. It... Yeah, you just took it. Sorry, I'm the villain anyway. Uh, both say villain, and both are correct. You'll make good firewood was said by Stromboli. All right, next one. I think it's uh, Derek's turn to go first. Great liars are also great magicians. Ooh. Great liars are also great magicians. I'm going to say villain. All right. Matt? Much as I want to be safe and just say what Derek said to avoid loss, I'm going to 
step out into the wild blue yonder and say, Hitler. And the correct answer is Adolf Hitler. Congratulations, <gasps> yeah. Matt. You pull ahead by one point. Adolf Hitler also said, you must take risks to get ahead. Wait, what was it again? Great liars are also great magicians. Okay, I thought maybe Facilier said that. Interesting. He didn't. All right, next one. Matt's turn first. Life doesn't forgive weakness. Hmm. I'm going to say Hitler. Yeah, I am too. Both go with Hitler and both are correct. Hmm. That is a Hitler quote. That's... It's actually a pretty good quote. <laughs> That's called social Darwinism, <laughs> and that leads us down weird roads. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Life doesn't for- forgive weakness. I mean, you can apply it to good things as well. You know, like not stepping out and making a brave decision or something. You all, you always regret it. <laughs> um, it's getting awkward. Okay. Um, <laughs> next quote. Burn it till it smolders. These people are traitors and must be made examples of. And I think it is Derek's turn first. Okay. I'm going to say Disney villain because that kind of like hurts me inside to even attribute that to Hitler, whether he said it or not. And yet it makes you feel better that it's in a Disney animated film? <laughs> well, yeah, just because, I mean, knowing what Hitler did, I'm like, oh. Good social commentary here. I'm going to say Disney villain. All right. Both go with Disney villain, and both are correct. It is a Disney villain. This again, Judge Claude from. Oh, he's a mean dude. I just want to clarify my earlier statement. Earlier statement. When I said. just do that for the rest of the night. <laughs> when I said one. that's a good quote, I don't want you to think, like, I'm going to go have, like, Joanne's fabric, stitch it into a blanket, and then you know, Adolf sign Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just you know. Yes. For the record, none of us on the show are pro Hitler. <laughs> All right, we just want to throw that out there. All right. <laughs> In case you didn't know by now, <laughs> the fact that we even have to say that just tells you what kind of society we live in. All right. Um. Next quote. It's Matt's turn first. If you want to shine like the sun, first you must burn like it. Gosh, there's a lot of burn in these quotes. That's awkward. It's a, it's a theme. <laughs> it's so awkward. Um, I'm going to say Hitler. All right, Derek? I'm going to say villain. The correct answer is Adolf Hitler. Oh, my word. He's... Like, as bad as I thought he was, he's worse. He liked... He liked now, he was talking about himself. He liked those mythic themes of the sun and Aryan mythology and stuff. That is true. All right, next one. Uh, Derek going first. How long I have thirsted to be a god among mortal men. Villain. Matthew. Uh, I'm going to say villain as well. Both say villain. Both are correct. Anybody want to take a stab at what villain said this say it again it's very obscure how long i have thirsted to be a god among mortal men among mortal men the horned king very good thank you thank you uh that was gonna be my guess because you said obscure my first thought was (laughs) 80s but he is a god already all right our final quote for this evening and it's matthew's turn first he alone who owns the youth owns the future 
That is Adolf Hitler. Well, you sound confident, so I'm going to say Adolf Hitler. <laughs> that was Adolf Hitler. Absolutely. If you want to see disturbing, not that anything about Hitler was not disturbing, but the Hitler youth is like, if you ever see a special on it, it's worth watching just to see, but it was, it's insane. Well, this game was brought to you by the German <laughs> Pavilion in Epcot. So be sure to swing by there. Hey, join us next time when we play Who Said It? Disney Princess or RuPaul Drag Queen? Oh. Take us out, Steve. <laughs> Congratulations, Matthew! You've won another match at game! Join us next time. Same match at podcast. Same match at I'd like to donate my winnings to the nation of Israel. This week, we are continuing our series on the table service restaurants throughout the Walt Disney World parks. In this series, we have been reading the menu highlights and giving our own personal reviews of Walt Disney World's table service locations. So far, we have tackled Magic Kingdom, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now, we make our way to Epcot, which will prove to be our biggest challenge of all. To give you a little perspective, I think, combined, Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom had have eight table service restaurants. Epcot alone has 17. So, Great take. Yeah. Uh, for that reason, we have decided to split this into two episodes, partly because we don't want to be here for three hours, and partly because the majority of the restaurants in Epcot... Um, I would say, are worth checking out. And they deserve a fair amount of attention on our show. We don't want to just skip over them. So on this week's show, we're going to make our way through nine of the 17, starting with the restaurants in Future World. So, Jeremy, where are we heading first? Uh, We're going to start with the low end and work our way up. Uh, So we're going to start with a restaurant that we have reviewed on this show before, but um, we'll touch on it again. It's one that I was not impressed with, and uh, I don't know if you guys were impressed with it as well, but we'll see. And that is the Coral Reef Restaurant. This restaurant is attached <laughs> to impressed. the seas. Oh, depressed, more like. Okay, oh. so there's Matt's feelings on it are very apparent. Um, it, it is attached to the Seas Pavilion, uh, and most famous, in my opinion, from TGIF sitcoms. If you remember, uh, this is the restaurant that Danny tried to propose in to Vicky on Full House, but was unsuccessful because Michelle went missing. 
as well as Jesse and Joey were trying to do their radio show or did their radio show under the water there and then got stuck because Joey was afraid of sharks. That was on Full House. And then also, even though the restaurant's not um, featured in Boy Meets World, they still are at the seas in the episode in Topanga, Bonds with the Dolphin, while Corey's trying to get her back. So there is some famous touches there. That being said, this dining experience is all about the fact that you are eating next to large fish tanks. Nothing else beyond, in my humble opinion, nothing else beyond the large fish tank is worth raving about. The food was lackluster. The service, and I can only base it on the one waiter we had, was awful. Oh, I can honestly say that is the worst service I've ever had at a Disney restaurant. And he was on, it was it was your deal, right? The drink situation. Yeah, it was several things. Like, he was trying to be funny, but also it kind of came out rude. And yeah, I don't know. I just didn't love it. And honestly, with, with the fish tanks, like, we kind of lucked out because we were right up against it. I kind of felt bad for the tables who were three, four rows back. Yeah, I would just left. <laughs> we're sitting where? <laughs> no, nah, I'm out. All right, so if you do happen to go to Coral Reef, maybe you have children that like fish. Um, <laughs> Love it. Here are your dining options. Uh, there are appetizers. You got your standard Caesar salad. There's a charbroiled octopus, which I find to be kind of intriguing. Uh, here's another thing I don't understand. I understand the concept of you, you're eating seafood in a sea environment, but that's kind of sadistic in many ways. That's huh. weird. It is weird. I mean, I don't get a cheeseburger and want to eat it in the middle of a cow pasture. So <laughs> people why would I just wanna... do not. It's one of those things. People don't bond. There's no emotional connection to to, to marine life. Or maybe it's the eyes. <laughs> that's true. They are kind of soulless when you look. There's into just them. no soul there. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the difference. But even with like the success of like a uh, Finding Dory, Finding Nemo, still people just chomp away at a fish sandwich right there while you're watching Flipper. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, there's a lobster soup, uh, crispy Rhode Island calamari. Is that like something that's not calamari? Well, it says it's roasted corn relish and tomatillo sauce. Oh. I thought if it was like Rocky Mountain oysters, like that's a different oh. thing. No, I'm guessing that's, <laughs> I'm guessing that's really calamari. Yeah, Rhode Island calamari. It's like lizards. All right. For some reason, there's a French disc dish so hang on to your seats as i try to pronounce this <laughs> uh frise and in indive salad on on Dive. on Dive. uh this is heirloom apples poached cranberries goat cheese and toasted walnuts Ooh, that actually sounds good it doesn't sound like something i would ever think would be on a menu at coral reef but it sounds good there's heirloom tomatoes um, for $10, you can get sherry vinegar, Tuscan olive oil, fresh mozzarella, and balsamic reduction. I assume over the tomatoes. Mm. And a seasonal soup. So they have some wide variety there of appetizers. And uh, good for them for not just being your standard Red Lobster fare either, you know. Yeah. Although I would not complain if they gave us Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Oh, that is true. You're right. I would be fine with Cheddar Bay Biscuits at every restaurant, regardless. Word. Okay, now here's your main entrees. Uh, you have crabless cakes. <laughs> yeah. This is, a, this is an almond cranberry couscous, cucumber salad, and lemon caper 
Ramulade. Ramulade. How much is that? $23. That sounds like an appetizer to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming that's like the vegetarian option. I'd like to pay for crab cakes, but I want the crabless cakes for the same price. Yeah. That's what that is. Uh, You can get a grilled New York strip steak, um, roasted chicken breast, pan-seared verlasso salmon. Sure. Pork shank. So we're we're five dishes in, and only one is technically seasoned. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but then there's ship. Sh- <laughs> I cannot speak tonight. I'm so sorry. There's seafood scampi, uh, seared mahi mahi, a seared swordfish. No, excuse me, redfish and shrimp and grits. Shrimp and grits. I feel like you had a lobster pasta. Am I remembering that right? Yes, I was gonna say yeah. That's mac and cheese. Okay, it's well, same thing. Something- so the menu has changed since we've been there. Yeah. I don't remember what I ordered. I remember liking it more than you guys liked yours. But it wasn't enough to make me come back. Like, it tasted as I expected it to. And then the service was enough to kind of bring down the experience. So I didn't dislike it, but I I'm, I was happily I was happy to say never again as I left. Now, there is a dessert that I would like to try. And that is the Bailey's and Jack Daniels mousse. Which sounds wonderful. Yeah, the fair sounds like what you'd expect if you went to like a Ripley's Aquarium and they had a restaurant inside of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I do remember you get free bread at the beginning, but I seem to remember it being not that good. Like it was kind of tough. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of was that that that's what led me to the Ripley's comment because I can I can taste that just kind of stale. Yes. White bread roll in my mouth right now and that's what I got that's what I got in my mind yeah with the butter pack that's too hard so you just like the whole thing stuck on your knife spot on get out of my brain (laughs) that's the worst Uh, other dessert options a coconut mango chiffon cake the chocolate wave surf with raspberry (laughs) gelato Uh, turtle cheesecake with caramel and vanilla panna cotta tart Panacotta. No, yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. I will say it makes me feel better to know that we are not the only three who are underwhelmed by this place. Like, that's kind of the consensus I see from other Disney goers. Well, I feel like this is the type of restaurant that can get away with the bare minimum and people are still going to come simply because there's a fish tank. Yeah. Uh, kids menu, just for the sake of saying it, there is a coral reef mac and cheese on there. But it does not look like it has any... It looks like it's normal mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. So most of the kids' menu is your standard kids' menu. I think, Jeremy, that you and I both ordered the lobster mac and cheese, which is no longer on the menu, it seems. But I... Okay, help me out. What does a prefix entree... Oh, okay, so there's a prefix menu where you can yeah. choose an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert... The lobster, bacon, macaroni, and cheese is one of those options. I don't remember the bacon. I just remember paying the price for what you would think you would be paying. Well, we didn't pay because we were on the the dining plan. But the price you would pay would have been what you expected for a lobster dish. But I don't – like I remember it was just like little flecks of lobster meat in there. It was not like, ooh, there's some big chunky pieces of lobster in here. And it just kind of tasted fishy, not so lobstery, just kind of like 
like some bumblebee tuna got dumped in there. Interesting. Because remember, my lobster roll at the boathouse was just packed with huge chunks. It's a shame. Because this place has potential, but until they just revamp it, I won't be going back. No. Yeah, Vicky's lucky Danny got interrupted because you would not want this as your memory (laughs) of getting engaged. Um, Turn it into Coral Reefer and you might have more people interested. Yeah, some Jimmy Buffett in there. That's amazing. Yes. Okay, uh, now we're going to move over to the Land Pavilion to uh, let's throw back to episode two, I believe it was, when Matt gave his personal review of this restaurant. Um, the Garden Grill. This, of course, mm. is in the... Um, I guess it's technically the ground level, but it's the upper floor in the <laughs> Land Pavilion. There you go. And um, This restaurant, the big draw to it is character dining in the morning. Or is that all day? It's all, it's all day. Okay, and as well as it is a revolving restaurant. Yeah. Okay, real talk, Matt. Who was worse, our server at Coral Reef or Cheryl, your server here? Well, they were different. They were they were bad for different reasons. But I, I think I would, I guess I would pick our our waiter at the Coral Reef because he didn't personally offend me. He was just he was just hammering you about the drink. Cheryl was 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 offensive and mm. and sweaty. You were personally victimized by Cheryl. Yeah, I felt violated. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Uh, the Garden Grill for breakfast. Now, this is like um, a buffet style, family style, I guess you would say, where yeah. it's all you can eat. So they basically bring a big old helping of everything. And then as you finish things off, they'll refill it for you. So breakfast is Chippendale's Breakfast Harvest Feast. It includes chips, sticky bun bake, seasonal fresh fruit, scrambled eggs, homestyle potato barrels, bacon, sliced ham, and everybody's favorite, Mickey-shaped waffles. Yeah. Now, let me just get a little bit of a, a soapbox here. How are you going to be in the land pavilion and only offer seasonal fresh fruit as part of your breakfast bout? Yeah. It seems like there should be like a vegetable frittata on there or something. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Or like some, you know, strawberry pancakes, blueberry, yeah. a berry pancake option or something. Good call. You're right. Give me compote. Give me some blueberry compote. Yeah. All right, for lunch, now we have Chippendale Lunch Harvest Feast. (laughs) (laughs) Creative. Yeah. They're busy. This is a basket of warm bread with orange blossom honey butter. Ooh. Now, this is in quotes, living with the land, in quotes, harvest, inspired farmer's salad. Good Lord. Char-grilled sliced filet of beef with red wine demi-glace. Roasted. No, it's G-L-A-C. Oh. Don't be getting on my French. I know French. Uh, Roasted all-natural sliced turkey breast with turkey gravy. Garden fresh vegetables. Sweet potato fries. Buttermilk mashed potatoes. Oh, they always do this to me. Rice pilaf. Pilaf. Pilaf, is that how you say it? I need you to pilaf this sticker. Okay. Uh, Homestyle macaroni and cheese, bacon and leek stuffing, 
seasonal dessert skillet with vanilla bean whipped cream. Now this sounds Ooh, delightful. I love that. Wait, it's a skillet what? Skillet dessert. <laughs> seasonal dessert skillet. It was vanilla like a cobbler. Bean oh. Whipped cream. Listen, you bring out a dessert in a skillet. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I always love it. Hey, I never, the food here was good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from the salad to the rolls and the beef and even the, the fish that's on the thing, it was good. My only complaint about the food here at, at dinner was, but this is the way it is at these places. They they build this all-you-care-to-enjoy-all-you-can-eat thing, but it's not really in your face about it. They, they'll bring out one plate, and it's kind of like you gotta you got to assert yourself a little bit, like, Everything is on one plate, and you say, you know, can I get some more? They'll, can I get? You have to ask them. Can I get some more turkey? Mm. Can I get some more beef? Mm-hmm. And 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 so when I told Cheryl, like, can we get some more? Because there was like four of us, and she brought out one little plate. We we're like, can we get some more? And she's like, what? I was like, just bring out one more of this. <laughs> and she looked at me like, okay. But I was like, seriously. But you really have to. You have to assert that. If you want some more, you got to really push for it. Okay, so if the food's good, and like the rotating experience, I'm guessing is pretty cool. Was the only like bad takeaway from this your service? No. Uh, remember, the character interaction was great, but it was late. We were one some of the last families there, and we had baby. We had a baby with us, and so uh, Mickey was spending a lot of time at our table, and that was great, and that made up for a lot of it. Remember, I told you the uh, the air conditioning vents were leaking. Like uh, there yeah. was so much condensation, it was dripping, <laughs> and right. so they were literally taking like floor mops up to them and just wiping them off. Yeah, hopefully they've fixed that by now. The only time that I enjoyed the revolving experience was the the fifteen minutes maybe that we spent overlooking the land attraction, which part of it looks into living with the land. The rest of it is you facing the wall. And if you know, like, Blanche's bedroom and the Golden Girls, it's just like looking at um, 30 minutes of that, like, painted leaves on the wall. Oh. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't the greatest thing. And then when you finally get rotated around to the front, you just feel like everybody's looking at you eat. Because <laughs> you're kind of facing out of the circle. Yeah, that's true. Because I do look at people eat when I'm there. I look at people eat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, who are the characters? I know Mickey and his overalls. Chip and Dale and Pluto. I think it's just those four. Oh, that's kind of random. I would like to make just one note because I'm all about accuracy. Uh, The dinner menu is pretty much the same with just one minor change. It is called Chip and Dale Dinner Harvest. Ah, okay. (laughs) Well, we're clearly rectified. Never would have guessed that. Let the record show. I'm assuming this is probably... Again, 30 to 35 for lunch, 35 to 40 for dinner. Uh, According to this WDWinfo.com, adults are 35 to 59.99. Good Lord, what would that be for? Uh, I think it's like seasonal, maybe. Shoot. Like Christmas. Um, I I still want to try this place, to be honest. I think the characters are kind of lame. I mean, I would love to meet Mickey in his overalls, but other than that, this seems like a weird assortment of characters but i think the food sounds good and i mean if you're going to eat somewhere in future world this is certainly better than coral reef 
Yeah, there were certainly things that were probably a one-visit thing that made it terrible. Yeah. Garden Grill, there you go. Yes, and uh, the next restaurant is now in the World Showcase. And it is La Hacienda de San Angel. My Spanish is way better than my French. That was wonderful. Thank you. This is in the uh, Mexico Pavilion, in case you couldn't pick up on that. And it is... Okay, so this is the uh, Mexican dining location that is on the Showcase Lagoon side. It's not actually inside of the pavilion. Um, And it has... uh, Really nice architecture, if you ask me. I kind of like the design. I have never been there. Have you, either of you eaten at this restaurant? Nope. I want to say it's pretty new, right? Like, I felt like they they needed a place where they could book Illuminations packages, and so they added a place on the water that was still technically indoors and could be called a table service restaurant. But I think there's barely more seating than there is at the quick service place next door. Yeah, according to this website, it says there's 250 seats available. There are always reservations available for this place. Yeah, I feel like this is not as bad as Spice Road, but it definitely suffers that same kind of stigma. Yeah, but I mean the view, like, honestly, if you have a table by the window, I'm guessing the view is pretty tough to beat. Yeah. Uh, For dinner, your appetizers, you can get an agua chile de camarón. This is uh, shrimp, lime juice, chili, serrano, and cilantro served over a bed of guacamole. Mm. Uh, You could also get gorditas, um, which I would like to remind you translates to little fat girls. (laughs) (laughs) Classy. Uh, You can get guacamole, pork empanadas, and queso fundido. Uh, they have some soups and salads, creme de elote, and ensalada de la hacienda. So, kind of a corn cream soup and a spinach salad. And then your entrees. Carnitas yucatecas. Yucatecas? Pork uh, carnitas yucatan style. Uh, or pork confit, excuse me. Or which are carnitas yucatan style. That means pork with feet. <laughs> yes. Uh, castillas in salsa de chile. Ooh, these are like braised um, short ribs topped with a chimichurri sauce. Ooh, that sounds good. I get that. How much is that? Uh, twenty-seven twenty-five. Good night in the morning. Well, it's served with a potato puree and chili de arbor sauce. Mashed potatoes. Some mashed potatoes, yeah. With some chili powder. <laughs> well, when you put it like that. <laughs> uh, this next entree serves two, and it's del mar, which means from the sea. So it's a mixed grill offering shrimp, fish, scallops, and vegetables served with beans and fresh salsa. How much that is? $58. Good night. I can go get the Golden Corral Seafood Buffet for $13 a person on a Friday night. <laughs> uh, Your North Carolina showing. <laughs> uh, this next one also <laughs> this also serves too it's uh, called La Hacienda this is a mixed grill offering of New York st- uh, New York strip half a chicken al pastor chorizos 
and vegetables served with beans and fresh salsa. Also That's $15. I, I would I'd do that. Yeah, there's a New York strip, pan-seared snapper, pollo al pastor, tacos de camarones, and taquisa, which is a taco sampler. Oh. Yeah. So if you like, again, this is sounds like um, food that you can't really find at your local Mexican restaurant. You're, you know, there's no soft taco platter, which yeah. is kind of what you get on the inside of the pavilion. Yeah, that's what I would say yeah. is kind of your main. Neither one is what I would call Tex-Mex between the this one and the and the, the indoor version, but this one is certainly more. They're both indoor. Rustic is the word. Well, I mean inside the uh, the pyramid, the pyramid which, yeah. we'll, which we'll get to. But uh, I guess this one this has a more country, like Mexican countryside rustic kind of char grilled peppers and things and for dessert we have the empanada de manzana which is an apple empanada that's an apple pie from the mcdonald's <laughs> um there's a corn ice cream served with candied Ooh. popcorn now that sounds that sounds interesting I'm thinking so. like a, a buttered popcorn flavored jelly belly jelly bean, which is my favorite. Ooh, those are, are nasty. Uh, Dillison, I didn't ask for your opinion. I said <laughs> I enjoy them. Uh, that so, is gross. That's what this sounds like. They kind of smell like feet, but they taste delicious. <laughs> no, the aftertaste on those is so gross. It's like Talking about aftertaste. Stick of butter. Um, <laughs> and your problem is <laughs> alright Paula Dean uh, there's a mousse de chocolate um, chocolate mousse <laughs> love the breakdown of these uh, it's served with an almond brittle candy and then nieves which is traditional Mexican sorbets now do you remember Derek all these places have ice cream options they try to make it sound fancy <laughs> Well, do you remember in Nashville there was that popsicle place that had like uh, paletas? Yes. Do I remember so it has expanded into like ten locations? Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at them with their. It's a thing now. Now, now all kinds of like hipsters are opening them. Yeah. There was like oh, okay. fifteen in Louisville when we lived there. It's like fresh fruit popsicles. Yeah. Yes, they had like a. Um, uh, I had cantaloupe one. Cantaloupe, yes. That's oh, those were cantaloupe. those are delicious. So good, so good. Yeah. And I had in Miami. I went to one of these uh, with some Mexican friends, and I ordered the tequila popsicle, thinking it was just going to be tequila flavored. Uh, <laughs> however, it was straight up frozen tequila <laughs> on you, a stick. When you woke up, <laughs> I realized it was awesome. Yeah, listeners, if any of those sound good to you, don't come here because they don't have those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, but they should. My point is they should. Yeah. Uh, there's one drink. Now, they serve margaritas here, and there is, like, the tequila bar on the inside of the pavilion. Uh-huh. One margarita sticks out to me. They have their your classics, the orange, the lime, the mango, blah, blah, blah. But they also have an avocado margarita. Uh-huh. Which really intrigues me. So maybe next time I'm down, I, I might try it. Or if you've tried the man- uh, the uh, avocado margarita, let us know. I want to hear. I want to know your thoughts on it. Sounds like it would be creamy. 
It does kind of sound like it might be a little creamy. A tree. It, I'll read it to you. It comes with Exacto, Exotico 100% Agave Premium Silver Tequila, a melon liqueur, fresh avocado, agave and fresh lime juice, served frozen with a hibiscus Himalayan salt, salt rim. Well, that just sounds fancy. It does sound fancy. It's fourteen dollars. It's it's the most. It better be fancy. <laughs> yeah, fourteen dollar drink. That's that's fancy. But uh, yeah, if you've tried that, let me know because I'm really curious about it. Yeah, I I don't really know. I didn't really know much about this place. I guess I just expected the menu to have some sort of twist from what you get in San Angel Inn inside the pyramid. I guess it just I expected it to have some sort of like niche. There's a lot more corn and potatoes <laughs> in this one. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, well, that sounds funny, but I mean, I, I'm getting that kind of rustic farm. Um, what would you call it? Like, you know how in Italy you have like the, the northern Italian food and Mediter- Mediterranean Italian food, and, and one's a little more rustic than the other. I think that's what you're kind of getting here, that kind of rustic, roasted, hearty food. What does La Hacienda mean? The house right yeah so it's like farm to table at the house at the farmhouse it's like a big house like a like a state like a big house that's right right across the way if you'll just step into the pyramid which is the central uh, locale of the mexican pavilion you'll enter into that wonderful outdoor marketplace scene that we've raved about many a time on our show uh, which houses the attraction, the Grand Fiesta Tour with Donald and uh, the Three Caballeros. But there's also a wonderful table service restaurant in there. This is the inside San Angel Inn. It is a table service um, open for lunch and dinner. And you'll probably want to get a snag a reservation for this. I found they're pretty easy to get up until the last minute. Um, but still, it's a, it's a popular place that might have a, a pretty good wait time. I've eaten here t- three times. Once was with you guys on our first trip. Was it our first trip, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and this was back when, the, when you got the, we had the free dining plan, and you got the, each person got an appetizer, a main course, and a dessert, and that was like, wow. Um, I remember liking it that first time. I did too, very much. Um, my two times since then, I don't know if it's what I've ordered, but I've just been kind of, yeah, okay with it. Um, but this is certainly, I would say, a place you go for the atmosphere for the outdoor feeling next to the waters of the Grand Fiesta Tour. Um, but just a little bit about the menu. The lunch and dinner menu are almost identical except in the prices. For um, appetizers are the same prices for lunch and dinner. You can get things like some of the soup. They have, of course, things like empanadas. So you can get empanadas with the chorizo, which is a Mexican sausage. Um, and uh, <laughs> the empanadas de chorizo con queso chihuahua. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> do, you, do you do you say Chihuahua that way in Spanish, or would it be like Chihuahua? No, I think it is Yo Quiero. Yeah, I'm a big fan of of chorizo, and so I I think that sounds good. Empanadas being little fried little fried pies. They have queso fundido, like dip for your chips, and guacamole, and they have some taco vegetable tacos, which sound like why would you even do that? But the appetizers range from. $8, which is the cheapest thing for the soup, to 13 for the cocktail de Camarón, which is a, a kind of Mexican version of shrimp cocktail and a tomato sauce. The entrees... Well, before you go on, I assume you also still get the uh, 
free chips and salsa. Yeah. Oh, yes, they do bring the chips. And they bring, I think they bring three types of salsa to the table. Yeah, it's on like a little stand. The only reason I said I assume is because I could actually see at some point in the future Disney not offering that free of charge. And putting it on the appetizer. Yeah, you know, $5 for chips and salsa. But so far, as far as I know, it's unlimited chips and salsa. Chips and salsa service. Um, Yeah, and I think there's three kinds. Like, there's a green sauce, a typical red sauce, maybe a spicy or a smoked tomato or something like that. That's what I remember. You know, I said identical, but they're not exactly identical. But you can find a lot of the same... Um, items on the lunch and dinner menus, the tacos al pastor, which is just kind of marinated pork with pineapple, onions, and cilantro, kind of a Mexican staple. Um, the carne asada tampicana, which is uh, like a carne asada, which is like a little strip steak, and it comes with an enchilada. Some things that are specific to the lunch menu are the pollo a las rajas. Nope, that's on the dinner menu. This is confusing between the two of them. Something that's unique to the dinner menu is the mole poblano, which I have had, and it is wonderful. If you like mole, and there's different kinds of mole, I know, but this is that traditional dark mole with chilies, spices, and a hint of chocolate. And this is a very traditional pre-Spanish Mexican Mexican recipe. And so it's grilled chicken, chicken over top of some rice, and it has this mole sauce, which is... I don't know. There's a restaurant here in our town that serves it, and it's made. They make it with with chocolate, but even put some peanut butter in there, and that sounds like ugh, but it's delicious with the spices and everything else. So if you like that kind of thing and you're adventurous, I think that mole is probably the way to go. But that's only in the dinner portion. Um, there's other things: fish tacos, typical chili relleno, which is a stuffed poblano pepper, and the difference between the lunch prices and the uh, dinner prices aren't all that great i mean you're looking between 15 and 25 dollars depending on what you get either way but um in the lunch the dinner menu nothing is under 20 on the entrees now these are the official disney menus so sometimes these things can change seasonally sometimes they have different things they have catches of the day that change i guess daily or uh seasonally and they have some wonderful desserts here too if you're into that um Helado de dulce de leche, which is a caramel ice cream. That sounds kind of plain to me. Yeah. Pastel de queso con cajeta, a cheesecake with caramel sauce, cajeta topped with almonds. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't have flan. Yeah. That seems like a missed opportunity to me. Yeah. I'm not really a dessert person at places. I know you are, but I think both of us would probably say... Skip the restaurant desserts and get you something later at one of the, the bakeries. Oh, for sure. But if you're in there and you do want it, you know, they have some pretty standard desserts. Well, I'll be the first to admit that I love Mexican food. I could have it probably every day if I needed to. So I think that's one of the reasons that I really enjoyed this place both times I've been. Like, I had no complaints. But I see online where a lot of people are kind of middle road, middle of the road with this place. They're like, eh. So I, I guess it, it's not like overwhelmingly the favorite. I've always really enjoyed it. And like you said earlier, the atmosphere, I don't know if it can be beat anywhere else in World Showcase. I mean, there are, there are a few that come close, but for me, this is my favorite atmosphere. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, again, in, in, when you make your reservation, even when you check in, 
you know, if you've got a small party, I think it's easier to accommodate. But I think there are like four seater tables that sit there on the water. So I, you know, I always try to request a water side, which is just by the the boats are floating by for Grand Fiesta Tour. But either way, you still get the wonderful view of the pyramid in the background and the jungle and just that that immersive feel that is inside that pyramid. So this is one of my favorite places just because of that. It always amazes me, and I think I've talked about this before, but you are literally in a marketplace and you're right beside an attraction, and yet it is so quiet and peaceful in there. I don't understand. Yeah, it really is. It's very interesting how they do that. You're almost in a separate, and all that separates it is like a maybe a chest high wall. Yeah. It looks like you're just on like a little porch outside on this marketplace. But it is wonderful. And the little candles on the table, it has a very romantic vibe to it, um, even if it doesn't sound like it would with the marketplace and the ride being right there. But you're right, it does have a very relaxing, you're inside, but it still feels like you're outside. It's cool. It's just a wonderful, um, atmospheric place mm -hmm. next we're going to go over to norway and we're going to take a stop at the akershus or akershus or people say it akershus akerhus and i don't know there's very many different ways to say it maybe someone who knows better can tell us how the appropriate way to say it but as you're heading towards the new frozen attraction across the way from the kringla bakery and the stave church is this wonderful large castle looking place and this is the Akershus Royal Banquet Hall and uh, I don't know for the last 10 years or so I don't know it's been a long time it's been um, a character dining option with the princesses so I know it's like Ariel Ariel's the only one I know that's in there yeah I had to look this up um Apparently it's a rotation and you don't know which princesses will be there, but at okay. any given time it could be Ariel in her ball gown so she's not like sitting with her fin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come come over here. Come to me. I can't come to you. Um so you got Ariel, you got Belle, Cinderella, Jasmine, Snow White, Aurora, and then the two that surprised me were Mulan and Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course she's in Norway. Yeah, I don't know. So there's that. If, like, <laughs> if listen, you want that. If you can't get into Cinderella's royal table, I mean, you're not going to beat this lineup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you can't beat the lineup. Now, here's the thing, though, that people should be warned about. There are some comfortable options on the buffet. This is a buffet, a Norwegian, Norwegian smorgasbord, if you will. Um, and there are some, there's some comfortable elements, but there are also some straight-up Scandinavian elements on there as well. I don't personally see those as very adventurous but because they're kind of white Western European foods. <laughs> but, I mean, some people just, you know, you, you say some of these things, and you're like, what? So, uh, you know, just keep that in mind. Listen to some of these things on the menu. If you go for breakfast, um, you can enjoy scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, and potato casserole. So, I mean, there's that. But there's also options like salami, mm, salami for breakfast, smoked pork loin, dilled salmon gravlocks, Munster cheese, and then, of course, they have some roasted turkey, peppered mackerel. I hear that's wonderful in the morning, a little bit of peppered fish, uh, Jarlsberg cheese, and some, I don't even know how to say this, get, get toast, get, get, 
toast cheese? Get toast cheese. Get, <laughs> get toast Come cheese. Come on and get yourself some toast cheese. Get some toast cheese. <laughs> I'm assuming the, the breakfast buffet, they're typically between uh, 25, uh, 20 to $25, maybe 26 For a character buffet? That's not bad. I think they're under 30 because Chef Mickey is even under 30 for breakfast, Dang. I think. Yeah. Yeah, this is the only other restaurant besides Garden Grill where you can eat breakfast mm-hmm. at a table service location in Epcot. Which actually for this restaurant would be kind of cool because World Showcase isn't always open that early. So you yeah. could go in the park before other guests and have World Showcase. Well, you know they'll have Frozen cranking from 9 a.m. So Well, that's true. That's true. Before Frozen, you could have really enjoyed World Showcase all to yourself. Yep. Now, uh, dinner, the dinner buffet and the um, lunch buffet are exactly they're identical uh, for this option. Um, so there is an appetizer. I don't know if this is just something that comes to the table. I've never eaten here. You know, yeah. Uh, um, from what I understand, now this was like a year ago when I read a review of it. But from what I understand, breakfast and lunch and dinner, all of your hot items come to the table like, for breakfast, it's family style. So when you mention eggs and sausage, like, that's all you can eat family style. But then for lunch and dinner, you pick an entree, and then the cold buffet is all you can eat. Yes, that's what this is. Yeah, the appetizer. Everyone's royal feast begins with an authentic taste of Norway, including some Scandinavian seafood, imported cheese, cured and sliced meats, and a vast selection of salad and fruits. Yeah, so yeah. that's your, your lunch and dinner appetizer. Taste of Norway is open to everyone. And then you will pick... An entree. And that's everything from lox, which is kind of a traditional Scandinavian salmon dish with potatoes and vegetables and other things. Uh, Bracert beef, which is just a braised beef dish with some wine and roasted... Ooh, that sounds good. Some roasted garlic mashed potatoes. Killing breast, which is chicken breast. (laughs) Oh, killing breast? I was like... Yeah, and then there's the svinakotlet, which is the char-grilled center-cut pork chop. Oh, this sounds good because it comes with some uh, Jarlsberg potato gratin Ooh. and a warm apple and raisin chutney. Ooh, yes. Yeah, get, you throw some chutney on anything, I'm in. Uh, scalder's grit, which is scallops, mussels, and shrimp, and etc. But this is probably, I think it's a flat price. Even though you pick an entree, it's a flat price, right? It is, yeah, because the buffet is all you can eat, all the cold stuff. And you're... I think between lunch and dinner, you're looking, I think, lunch probably between 30 and 35, dinner between 35 and 40. I do want to give a shout out to Dave and Becky from Mousedalgia, who we had on our show like two years ago to talk about Run Disney. But they recently went to Walt Disney World, like they're Disneyland regulars. But they recently brought their two daughters to Disney World, I think last month. And they went here and they said by far of all the places they went, this this stood out as their favorite. Well... I do, as odd as it sounds, to, I like the, um, I, I'm not trying to equate here. They're, they're not the same, I understand. But I like the cold salads and the smoked salmon and the sausages, that kind of thing that you kind of find in at Beer Garden on their salad bar. I enjoy that. And yeah. the, the, the little fish salad they have over there, what is it? It's like mackerel or herring salad or something. I like that. Um, traditional... I don't know. I don't know my Scandinavian phonics. Um, I'm just going to say coat cock. (laughs) What's in it? (laughs) It's meatballs. (laughs) Uh -uh. 
Traditional okay. Norwegian meatballs. Sounds like Swedish meatballs to me. It's served with mashed potatoes and a linenberry sauce, which is very Swedish meatballs-ish. Yeah. So it's probably that kind of sour cream. But it's cold? No, this is on the entree. Oh, okay. These are all entrees. <laughs> like, lots mm. of the beef and the chicken and such. And then there's Gransak and Gratang. Oh, yeah. Don't eat this. You don't have to worry about saying that because it's the roasted fall vegetable plate. So Listen, just don't. I get that like this is Epcot and you're supposed to be authentic, but man, some of these words don't yeah. even like, it looks like a child just wrote whatever letters came to mind. You just put a, um, you just put a transliteration beside it and help us yeah. say it. That's crazy. You know, everyone points to the menu at this place. They're like, I want that. Well, because it's one of those things like, um, you know, I remember watching something about France and how it was on travel channel or something. They're like, you know, in France, uh, you might think that you're going to offend them by mispronouncing their language, but it's actually more offensive if you refuse to speak their language. I'm like, well, that's fine, but transliterate the thing beside it so I can say it. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make a complete fool of myself, but I also don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So don't make me point at the cult cock. Help me. <laughs> Just help. Help me say it. Okay, for our listeners who are not seeing this word, it is K-J, and then like an O with a little slash through it. It's a cancel. It's not an O. Yeah. T-T-K-A-K-E. I mean, how do you say that? Come on. Jolt, jolt, cock, Yes. Jolt, cock. And we're just going to stop yep. with that one. Um, there's a dessert plate, which is uh, a seasonal but Norwegian-inspired desserts, it seems like everybody gets kind of the same thing. Um, for your kids' meals at all these places, they have like some some little safer options, grilled chicken, salmon, and beef. Um, what, is, what does junior beef mean? Junior beef? It just says grilled <laughs> beef medallions with steamed rice, so I guess it's just like... It was a child cow. It's a calf. That's called veal. I wouldn't feed children Oh, yeah, veal. you're right, you're right. Uh, they also have some other options, macaroni and cheese, pizza, you know, yada, yada, yada. So yeah, if being, you know, a tad adventurous is your thing, I think this is a, a kind of a good option because it's a, give you a little Scandinavian flair, but probably not so bizarre that you couldn't find something that you like. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I'm thinking about this and it hasn't always had princesses. And in my mind, they added the princesses because this menu was just too eclectic for some people. So yeah. it brought in more visitors. But but the thing is, like, they really had a choice at that point. Okay, do we dumb down the menu and have, like, hey, Norwegian meatballs, you know? Or do we bring in characters? And I'm kind of proud that they went with the characters and kept the authenticity of the menu. Yeah. It was one of those places, to be honest with you, it was one of those places, and I'm only speaking from my family my family's viewpoint. It was one of those places that I always just understood from my family as being nasty. You know, just one of those days. Ooh, no, we're not going there. They got fish. All they got is fish. You know, that was just the way our family did things. Yeah. It's Scandinavian, so there must be cold fish. Which there is, but that's not all there is. So uh, I would, I think I'll give this place a try when, if, if we can get Anna to the point where, which she loves the characters and she'll like that setting, but um, she still doesn't have the easiest time sitting still for that long for like a nice long sit down restaurant like that. Once we get there, we might kind of try that. Maybe even for breakfast. That sounds like a good thing. 
As we move on over into China, their table service restaurant is the Nine Dragons. Uh, I have eaten here twice in my entire life. I don't remember the first time. I just remember being there and there being a fly in my mom's tea. Mm, um, that's how they like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little extra flavor. The next time was with uh, my now wife Jessica. We weren't even engaged yet when we ate here at that time, and it was uh, delicious. And we had that option where you can do the uh, even when you're on the dining plan, they no longer offer the appetizer. Sometimes they offer a special that you can get with the dining plan, which does come with an appetizer. So we did that, like a three-course deal. We had some spring rolls, sweet and sour chicken, and then, um, good grief, what was that thing? Because it made my wife lose her mind, like a Harry Met Sally moment there in the restaurant. Nice. Uh, the, banana che- the banana cheesecake egg roll was what we closed with. I don't even know. Ooh. That's not even on the menu anymore, unfortunately. So it's like fried cheesecake, basically. Yeah, with the banana, I mean, flavor. Yeah. So this also has a lunch and a dinner menu, which are very comparable. You're looking between 15 and $20 for lunch, and then for dinner, uh, kind of the same options, but n- not a lot under... Actually, there are some under $20 options, but it's like 19 So, I mean, you're pushing 20 bucks, and you're still looking between 20 and $25, $26 if you go for the shrimp option. Appetizers here include, uh, and, and this is odd to me. Of course, I don't know exactly how you would do this. It's odd in that there are some authentic options, but it's generally very safe. It's very safe Chinese food. And I feel like China kind of gets the the back burner treatment when it comes to accurately representing their cuisine. Hmm. Uh, not saying it's not good, but it's I don't think it's the authentic Chinese cuisine experience. Um, but, you know, they have some things on the appetizer menus, like uh, dumplings and chili sauce. They have some different types of buns, which I love these steamed uh, buns that come with different fillings, like General So's chicken, braised pork belly. They have uh, Shanghai Zhao Long Bao. Shanghai. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> Thank you. Shanghai Zhao Long Bao. That sounds Chinese, which is a steamed <laughs> Shanghai-style pork soup dumpling served with house-dipping sauce. All of these Ooh. appetizers sound good. Pot stickers, spring rolls, shrimp and taro lollipops. I'm sorry, what? A shrimp lollipop? Shrimp and taro lollipops. Hmm. Um, so that that's interesting. They have your typical uh, soups. They have fried rice, hot and sour, chicken soup. And then the entrees, I mean, all this is going to sound very, you know, familiar to most Americans that have eaten at P.F. Chang's or even your local Chinese takeout. Honey sesame chicken, um, pepper beef, Kung Pao chicken, fried rice. There's a vegetable and tofu stir fry. Um, There is a Beijing roast duck salad, which is only $16, but I mean, that's a salad. Oh, okay. Still, what are the prices of some of those other entrees? Now, this is the lunch menu I'm reading. I mean, the same things. For lunch, your honey sesame is like $17. Really? That's really reasonable. Yeah. The fried rice entree is 16 Yeah, you're looking at the same prices, but in the evening, pepper beef goes up to 19 You still get some pretty reasonable options at dinner, under 20 But yeah. a lot of the other options, like the Kung Pao shrimp, there's a lot more seafood options for dinner, and they're 20 to 25 um, still sweet and sour pork for $18. The honey sesame chicken is 19 for dinner. 
Kung Pao chicken is only 18 for dinner. Listen, I paid $18 for that side of rice at Morimoto Asia. <laughs> you're right. So, you're, you know, if you're there, you want some good chocolate. Now, I will give it this. that The Lotus Blossom Quick Service Cafe, I've never, never, ever liked anything I've gotten there. Again, that's like sub-mall food court quality Chinese food out there. This this place, I, that at least that one time I ate there with Jessica – was great. I mean, it wasn't like it's. It's not going to tickle all the authentic unless you go for some of those dim sum options and the appetizers. It's just going to be like you know your PF Chang's takeout Chinese food kind of experience. So if you want that and you just want some good old Chinese food, you know, go here and and try this out because that's what you're going to get. What's the inside of the restaurant look like? I've never been in here. You know, this is thing. This is one of those things I lament in America. And it's the loss of the local Chinese restaurant. And if you know what I mean, in Gastonia, North Carolina, my hometown, there was a wonderful restaurant called the Golden Palace. And it was just this typical family-owned Chinese restaurant. Freestanding. You walk into the restaurant. You walk through some beads. There's a Buddha statue, a koi fish pond. You go sit at some tables. There's some Chinese lanterns hanging on the ceiling. It's a nice, quaint little setting. Um, and that's what I feel like this is, the Nine Dragons. It has the Chinese lanterns. You know those little, um, I don't even know what to call them, the little dividers, like the kind of three unfoldy like dividers you might see at Ross or something that you would put. Like in a movie when the girl goes behind these things to dress or to undress. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it's those kind of things. They have some of those around that have little, you know, or, uh, or, uh, um Chinese artwork and, and paintings on them. It's got that like, quaint neighborhood Chinese restaurant feel. Yeah, I like that. So nothing edgy, nothing, you know, it's not even as edgy, I'd say, as like P.F. Chang's. You're not playing techno dance music. It's very, <laughs> it's the very kind of just soothing, that kind of Chinese music that you, you say that you, you like on the, the Soren Rhine. Uh, yeah, I do like that. <laughs> Good memory. And why I say it's lamentable is because... One by one, those golden palaces around the nation are just closing down because everyone can go call into the lucky number one China walk that has the 14-year-old running the cash register and order their their takeout. And so those little mom-and-pop Chinese restaurants, unfortunately, are uh, going the way of, I don't know, an arcade. <laughs> it's yeah. one of those things you just can't find anymore. And so uh, I like I like this for that reason. The desserts are nothing special here. Coconut rice pudding. There's some ice cream. Although the strawberry red bean ice cream does sound really good. I've had that once before somewhere else, and it was delicious. So, But you can get that uh, strawberry red bean ice cream or just red bean ice cream out at the, the Joy of Tea as well. So keep that in mind. Uh, but I don't even see that egg roll, the banana cheesecake egg roll anymore. Some of your kids' options, pot stickers, honey chicken, uh, Sweet and sour shrimp lo mein. You know, some things that they might be more inclined to uh, to enjoy. So, uh, you know, you want some good old comfort Chinese food, try out Nine Dragons. Nice. Well, moving on, we're going to head over to Germany next, a restaurant that we have talked about many times on our show, but have not really... Or maybe, did we do this for eating around the world? We might have. I th- yeah, we did. Oh, okay. This is Beer Garten. It is a buffet restaurant with live entertainment inside uh love the atmosphere in this place you are indoors but it is themed 
to like an outdoor beer garden. So you see like the outsides of little village buildings and the band is supposedly on like this porch outside. This surprised me. The first time the first time I went here was with you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I was like, this is here? Because <laughs> it was another kind of outdoor nighttime theme with a moon shining in the, the sky and all that. It was wonderful. The Honestly, the Frozen Ever After cue kind of reminds me of Beer Garden. Yeah. yeah. Like a little yeah, festival yeah. going on. Um, anyway, so they play live entertainment. It is set up Beer Garden style, which means the tables are sort of like long... They're not picnic tables because you do have individual chairs, but they're just long tables where you almost are guaranteed to sit with another party unless you have like 25 people in your party. So that can be a turnoff for some people. It would honestly, it would be a turnoff for me. But having been there, I can say it didn't end up making one bit of a difference in my experience. Yeah, I've never had a bad experience with this. And you would think I've been there three or four times. The only thing I will say is I'm taking my parents here in June and my dad, love them, makes best friends with everyone he meets. You know, like we can't be waiting in line without him talking to the person in front of us and hearing their life story. So my only fear is that he's going to be talking to our neighbors more than he talks to us. But yeah, we'll just have to rein them in. Anyway, all that being said, uh, this is a buffet. So they have a lot of cold items like Matt mentioned earlier. You can get all sorts of salads. And I remember these being standouts like do not skip over the salads just to get to like your bratwurst and other meats that potato salad the tomato salad macaroni salad pasta salad like all of this stuff was really good they have house made pickles here good stuff yeah yeah don't skip the salads i get a whole plate of salads just to start absolutely um also i remember along with the salads there were of course rolls and the delicious pretzel bread Mm. yeah kept going back for that um, and then on your entrees, I think this is probably probably what most people think of when they think of German food. You're going to have, um, there's a sausage platter. You've got bratwurst with sauerkraut, uh, pork schnitzel, roasted chicken. There is some baked fresh cod. There's a cheese platter, macaroni and cheese, meat, meatballs, German meatloaf. Okay, help me out. You might know what this is. Spatzel? Spatzel, yeah, uh, that's the dumplings. That's those little. Oh yeah, yeah. They make yeah. A, the dumpling dough and press them through the holes. It makes just little little balls of dumplings. They're yeah, delicious. Good stuff. Pork roast, like almost everything listed here except for the roast vegetables, is a meat or a cheese. But yeah. hey, that's good stuff. And then for desserts, also all you can eat, or as Disney says, all you care to enjoy. Um, you've got. <laughs> it's a little more classy. Exactly. Yeah, I, I've had all I care to enjoy. Thank you. You've got cheesecake, a chocolate roll, there's fruit compote with vanilla sauce, black forest cake, apple strudel, and of course chocolate chip cookies. So it's one of those places where there there are a lot of adventurous foods that will instantly make you think of Germany. But I, I would say half the items, if not more, are something that's that's at least very familiar to something you eat regularly here. Yeah. So I think this is kind of like a good in-between restaurant where I want to be adventurous, but I also want to make sure there's a fallback just in case I don't love it. Yeah, you want to keep it just a little bit adventurous. I I can't say enough about the curry ketchup. Ah, uh, yes. 
I mean, on everything. Just, just it's like yum yum sauce at the hibachi place. Just, just start dumping it on everything because it's delicious. Oh. And I will say the entertainment is very entertaining. Like I mm-hmm. quite enjoyed all the German instruments and the accordion and the big horn thing they use. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. The handbells. But that's the only table service restaurant in Germany. So that takes us on to Italy, which will be the last country we talk about today. Uh, Here you will find two table service restaurants. The first is one that I have not personally been to. Have you? No, I haven't. I know people that have, but... What'd they say? I just... Nothing neither here nor there. Just kind of average uh, Olive Garden-y type food. See, that's what I've heard too. And the more I think about it, like, I'm really easy to please when it comes to Italian food. And I think I'm listening to reviews of people who know what traditional, like, um, what what's the word? Not traditional. Authentic Italian food tastes like. So they're maybe a little harsher than I would be. Because I'm going to read this menu. And as I was writing these things down, I was like, you know, I could probably tear some of this down. This sounds good <laughs> to me. Yeah. So first of all, I guess I should say the name of this place. It's Tutto Italia Ristorante. And like many of the other menus we've already discussed, these are written... Oh my goodness. These menu items are written in Italian. So for most of these, I'm just going to give a description rather than butcher the names. Uh, But for appetizers, there's Prosciutto di Parma, which is... Well, actually... The name of it makes more sense to me than the description, so I'll just stay with that. It's $20. It's prosciutto with the parma. <laughs> That's exactly it. And some dried figs. <laughs> um, there's some fried calamari, $18, which to me sounds a little steep. Uh, yeah, good night. Yeah. You've got, this sounds good, shrimp and lobster fried risotto balls for $17. That sounds great. Um, and then some tortino and some arugula salad with mozzarella. This is interesting. For $20, you can get shrimp, squid, octopus, celery, red onion, potatoes, capers, and lemon olive oil in a salad. Mm. I don't know about that. But anyway, if you're here, you're not here for the appetizers. You're here, appetizers. You're here for the entrees. And they've divided it into fish and meat entrees and pasta entrees as you would expect at an italian restaurant um for fish and meat all of these things are either they range from 28 to 32 and then there's one that's 37 that's a sage roasted rack of lamb which is probably delicious um but you've got parmesan crusted filet um there is chicken it's Beer marinated roasted chicken with caramelized winter vegetables, uh, grilled ribeye steak, pan fried be- uh, breaded pork chop. Um, so all these things sound not too out of your comfort zone, I would guess. But all the sides are are pretty traditional Italian um, braised leeks and like potatoes, cheesy potatoes, fresh linguine, things like that. Um, but the pastas are all around $25 to $30, which I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I would want to see the portions. Because $30, for instance, for chicken ravioli... No. ...seems steep. There's no way. I don't even care if the portions are big. I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't want that much pasta. That's true. Because pasta just sits. Like, it just expands. 
Yeah, I don't want thirty dollars worth of pasta, <laughs> let alone let alone not thirty dollars worth of pasta. Right. Maybe that's why. That's a good point. Maybe that's why I haven't gone here because on a hot day, just Italian food is not what I crave. Two things. One, y'all got mozzarella sticks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And two, do you know how much pasta you could buy at like Costco for thirty dollars? No, <laughs> you could buy like That's a, a year. whole bunch. <laughs> I will say sometimes for me, like a sauce can make all the difference. You know, like if it's a really good homemade sauce with just all the right spices, like that can. I would sometimes I would pay ten dollars more just for that. Uh, pasta rarely tickles my fancy. Oh, see, no, I love a good pasta. Um, let's see some of these other pastas. They've got ziti with sweet sausage and caramelized onions. Uh, there's an eggplant parmesan, which I'm actually a really big fan of. There is traditional lasagna bolognese. Bolognese. Bo- is that right? Bolognese. Bolognese. Bologna. Yes. Bologna. <laughs> Las- B- bologna lasagna sponsored by Oscar Mayer. It's delicious. Uh, yeah. So pretty traditional stuff. They've got. This sounds good. Fettuccine with arugula and basil pesto. You know, I like everything. But lately I've realized I don't think I like arugula that much. Does it have a taste? It's it's a it's a peppery taste. Now when it's cooked down, you know, like um some some greens have that peppery taste, like I think mustard greens have a little pop to them. When you cook them down, you don't really get that. So maybe it's not the same with the arugula. But I was pretty proud of myself. It's one of those things, like, I like everything. So I was actually kind of proud of myself when I determined I don't like that. <laughs> you have um, discernment. You have taste bud discernment. It's good. Yeah, finally. It's like, oh, I'm starting not to like stuff. Yeah. Okay, so for desserts, I think I would probably try some of these desserts. Although, $10 for cannoli? I mean... Holy cannoli! At your local market, cannoli is like a dollar fifty. You know? Yeah, this must be a giant cannoli. Then again, <laughs> I don't want a ten dollar cannoli. <laughs> uh, they've got panna cotta, mocha, tiramisu, which kind of sounds redundant to me because mocha is chocolate and coffee, and tiramisu is chocolate and coffee. Chocolate and coffee. So that's interesting. Uh, torta di ricotta, which is lemon ricotta cheesecake with marinated strawberries. That sounds very interesting. They have a warm hazelnut chocolate cake and gelato. So the ice cream option. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So maybe one day I'll try this. I, it's just not even close to the top of my list right now. But there you go. Tutto Italia. I can't even tell you what the atmosphere is like inside. Olive Garden. I'm guessing they play Bellinote. I think they renovated this one just a few years back. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, I don't know what it looks like either, but... Okay, well, I'm going to take us to our final restaurant today, also in Italy, and it's one that all three of us have been to. It is Via Napoli Ristorante e Pizzeria. This nice. is the pizza place. <laughs> they've got the three wood brick ovens with the faces that are named after volcanoes like stromboli um and two others that i can't remember pinocchio just kidding that's not one uh yeah so it's it's a very open large room um matt you at one point described the decor as if a college student was decorating her bathroom with italian inspired art 
Yeah. Like they went to Ross and bought the Italian shower curtain and put it in their bathroom. <laughs> uh, I will say when we went, the service was really good. Everyone was very nice and pleasant. So that's a plus. Um, I want, Do they still do, I guess I could look this up, but I don't know. Do they still do the walk-up window where you can just get a slice? I do not know. If not, they should. Yeah. Anyway, that, I guess that's not technically table service. So we'll get to the table service part. For appetizers, um, I think these are going to be pretty similar to what we just read, except they're all cheaper. So the fried calamari, which was $18 at Tutto Italia, here is, oh, $16. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. $2. But it's served with spicy tomato sauce, which we ordered, Matt and I, quite delicious. Yeah, it was really good. High quality. Yeah, they've got roasted peppers for $8. You can get some prosciutto with cantaloupe for $10. Fried risotto balls for $11. They've got a pasta and bean soup. Frito misto. Okay, this appetizer is $28, but it serves two people. And it's assortment of calamari, vegetables, some picante sauce, picani. <laughs> Uh, mozzarella mushrooms interesting I don't really know what that is but there you go Uh, but the entrees I'll I'll go ahead and read the entrees first and then come back to the star of the menu so entrees you've got lasagna verde for $22 which is much more reasonable to me $22 for lasagna yeah Um, they've got some candlestick pasta veal meatballs uh, linguine with shrimp you can get chicken parmesan or eggplant parmesan, or veal parmesan. And then they have a few Italian salads as well. You can also get like a family-style house salad. I'm guessing kind of like Olive Garden, but maybe a little more refined. And that's $7 per person, but they bring you like unlimited salad. So Yeah. But yeah, so the, the main star of the menu, which they use the wood brick ovens for, are these wood-fired pizzas. And you can get them in three different sizes. There's the individual size. This will cost you anywhere from $18 to $23. And now that I'm reading that, that sounds like a lot of money. Yeah. Compared to the other sizes. $23 for one pizza. Or you can get a large for $29 to $35. And this serves two to three people. And I would argue that this serves like three to five people. Yeah. Because there were three of us who ordered a large and we didn't finish it. Is this the one that comes on the uh, like cookie sheet? No, no, no. That's the this one comes on like a this is a circle. It comes on kind of a standard pizza pan, I would say. You're thinking of the mezzo metro, which means one half meter. Yeah, the the metro section. Called the mezzo (laughs) mezzo metro. Mezzo metro. He's kind of he's kind of fabulous, but not quite. <laughs> he's only half metro. Yeah, <laughs> I've had that before. The pizza, not the metro, and um, <laughs> and um, there was three of us, and we tore it down. We, I mean, yeah. oh my gosh, Will, we all three were like, I don't know, that's a lot of pizza. I don't know, should we? Yeah, let's just we'll take the extra with us. Blah blah blah, and child we tore down dang now i will say we had an appetizer so that's probably why we didn't finish the pizza 
But that's interesting. It says the half meter serves three to five people. Obviously, in Jeremy's case, that was true. And these will cost you anywhere from $39 to $48. But even then, if you get three people to split the most expensive pizza, that's $16 a piece. Whereas if you order the individual, it'll cost you $23. I find it's funny how Disney, um, and it's just business stuff, I understand, but it's funny how Disney tricks you in with those, with the sharing sizes. For instance, when you talked about the appetizer that can feed two, quote unquote, that's intended for two, I guarantee that's like a, one person could probably eat it and it'd be fine. Like they wouldn't feel like, oh, that's a lot of food. But Disney knows if they put enough fancy stuff on like a like the like the board, the little charcuterie board, I got it. Be our guest. That was quote unquote for two people. But I ate it as my meal and still wanted more. That's funny how they do that. And then they turn around with the pizzas and and tell you two to three when it probably is three to five. Yeah. I don't know. Jeremy said three people ate the one that was for three to five. So. Yeah. In our defense, that was our only meal at Epcot that day. And it was the end yeah, of the so day. If you and were there and you had four people and you had that pizza, you could probably make four people work. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these things are huge, but they are quite delicious, or at least the one pizza I had, like the way the crust is just perfectly charred on the outside and the yummy different cheese. Like, it's not just mozzarella, you know, or cheddar. I would say that is the only, like, not drawback, but I guess warning I would give to people. If you don't like that, I mean, this is like authentic to me. If I, it's authentic Italian style um, pizza, not quite thin crust, but thinner than what you're going to get with like pizza hut hand tossed, you know, and it's put in like an actual pizza oven on stone. So you're going to get that charred charcoal taste on the bottom. So if you don't like that, which my wife doesn't tend to like that taste, if you don't like that, this isn't going to be your, uh, your CC's hand tossed stuffed crust kind of pizza place. Right. I mean, the crust is almost tough but in in a way that's supposed to be tough yeah and i think they import their flour and water from italy right the double zero flour that is like the the flour for pizza dough maybe so yeah um but some of the uh, excuse me some of the varieties of pizza you can get you can build your own but they also have some ready-made kind like um they've got one with tomato sauce and eggplant and mushrooms They've got one with Italian spicy sausage. They have a few white pizzas, which instead of the traditional tomato sauce, it's going to be a white sauce. Um, some of these just have cheeses. There's like a quattro formaggi, which, you know, is four cheese. Um, the one that Matt always raves about is the prosciutto and melon. Yeah, that was good. Which has arugula. Yeah. And cantaloupe. And then the one we got was the affumicata, which has mozzarella, smoked salmon, arugula, and I forget what they said this was. The pomodorini? The tomatoes? That's right. That's right. And then strachino, I think, was the type of cheese, maybe, that was on it. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, and then they've got a vegetarian one with broccoli and Mm. cheese and tomatoes. Inside-out pizza. How so? Because they go to that pizza place in San Francisco and it has broccoli on it and anger gets mad. Remember? No. Um, Who puts broccoli on pizza? 
What is that from? Inside, Inside out. out. Ow. Thanks, you San Francisco. <laughs> you ruined pizza. I was so confused. I was like, Inside Out, because all the other pizzas have broccoli on the middle? In the middle? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's so like a straight up dig at hippy dippy people like that. But it, it's a funny little moment. Yeah, so Via Napoli, um, of all the places I've been to in World Showcase, this is probably probably in my top two or three. Really enjoyed it. Looking forward to going back. Um, but yeah, so that does it for our table service restaurant series as far as this half of Epcot goes. Sometime in the future, we will do the remaining eight restaurants from the American Pavilion all the way to Canada. And by American Pavilion, I mean the next one because America does not have a table service restaurant. So anyway, that is quite the closer you just did. I love it. That is the last uh, part of the series as far as this half goes until we get to um, the American Pavilion, which is not really that. It's the other thing. (laughs) (laughs) You just have such a way with words. No, I see. I'm an editor and I have to edit myself. Everything I say. You're in your mind. You're crossing out things and putting parentheses. (laughs) Yeah. Quotation marks and semicolons. (laughs) Anyway, all that being said, sometime in the future we'll get back to Epcot, so come back for that. But that does it for this week's show, so I'm going to say goodbye, wrap us up, and tell you to go find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mad Chatters. Find us on Facebook. Keep those emails coming to comments at madchatters.net. We'll see you next time. Take a little time to find the magic in every day. Dios le bendiga. (laughs) 